You're listening to the podcast for all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. Hey, Buckeye fans, Nick Wilson, Spencer German, Sons of the Shoe. We ride again. As always, make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, the free Odyssey app, 923thefan.com. Don't forget to follow 923 The Fan YouTube channel. Please make sure to leave your comments as well. We love reading your comments. You'll also see uh, both of us in the mentions going back and forth. We love a little bit of debate there. But big show for today. Not sure if you've heard about this, if you've seen about this, if you heard about this. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is no longer at Michigan. Michigan has a new coach. Sharon Moore officially takes over. And uh, welcome in, Spencer German. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too, Nick. It's it's been a bit. Obviously, I had to finish the show on Tuesday solo. I, I missed you, um, but I thought our conversation with uh, Raymond Harper was awesome. I thought he had some really good things to say, especially kind of just exploring Ohio State, embracing, if you will, this this new era of college football. So I'm, I'm glad to be back with you, man. You know the amount of questions I got at at Roman Harper's uh, name that he submitted there, which I think was like. Romeo Gonzalez or Romeo Gutierrez (laughs) and it threw everyone (laughs) off which only made it funnier like that kind of stuff like like the fact that people thought we brought on somebody masquerading as Roman Harper (laughs) and that that was his like that was his real name in there only made it funnier to me but Roman was fantastic. We, we, you know, we've been talking about it all week. Some of the things that he said, his, uh, you know, there were some Browns fans not too happy when because you know he had said Caleb Downs is going to be the highest drafted Buckeyes defensive back ever. Yeah. A little known fact: Denzel Ward went fourth to the Browns back in 2018. So it was funny to watch some of the because you know Roman likes to. Eh throw his little jabs there he threw a couple jabs in it <laughs> he, he he equally ohio state fans uh, sorry ohio state fans of the station loved it and also were like ah bleep that guy and that's personally yeah. that's right the place where i want our guest to be i think one of my favorite ones and actually it was in the clip that we shared um he kind of took it he kind of mentioned you know and hey he's coming to ohio state courtesy of alabama so you're welcome like he went like it was like him he it, we we had him to thank for this it was it was awesome i loved it it was it was great so the big news of the week obviously is jim harbaugh has finally made his decision i, I want to start here I thought Harbaugh played the situation post-national championship as well as you possibly could. I think he had perfectly leveraged Michigan to get every single thing, including some sort of immunity from getting fired from the the stallion stuff and the scandal stuff. I thought he leveraged Michigan beautifully that if he had gone back to Michigan, he would have gotten everything he wanted. And I also think he was leveraging or his agent was leveraging the Michigan position to get everything he wanted with the Chargers, which I think, you know, if you're going to go back to the NFL, I just think it's really kind of interesting that a year ago, Jim Harbaugh was cold calling. He was a telemarketer on his own behalf, trying to get teams to interview him. And that's how things kind of transpired with uh, Minnesota and the job that went to Kevin O'Connell two years ago now, I guess. And now here, uh, what is it, a year later, after really getting no interest last year, all of a sudden he's able to leverage what is a pretty good job going into walking into with Justin Herbert, where the number one question on every roster in the NFL is already answered for you with having a quarterback like that. 
I, I think you're right that he he leveraged the situation perfectly. I, I, I kind of look back at like three key moments for me that made me feel like this was, I, I guess four, that really made me feel like this was going to be the the year that he actually made that leap back to the NFL. The first thing I think was just two, uh, twofold. You start the season with the the suspension that he had for the cheeseburgers that he bought the recruits and all this different stuff. And that was such. It's not about the cheeseburgers. It's about the lying. <laughs> well, yeah, the lying. But regardless, that was the first thing. You couple that then with the the eventual suspension that he served for the Connor Stallion situation. And that to me was like red flag number one. This guy has to be so fed up with the the NCAA just riding his ass every single year for something just because they don't like Jim Harbaugh and somebody's out to get him and they're trying to run him out of this league or whatever. So those, that was the first thing. The second thing was when uh, Don Yee was brought on at his eight, and I might have these out of order, but the, he brings in Don Yee to be his agent. You don't bring in Don Yee to be your agent unless you're looking to go make that leap to the NFL. The third thing was the fact that there was these reports that there was a deal on the table. And like, to your point, Michigan was ready to give him the the moon and the stars and the sky and everything to keep him at Michigan. But there was one stipulation that he wasn't allowed to pursue an NFL job this, this cycle. And the fact that there was all these reports that he was kind of like, ah, you know what, I'm going to leave it on the corner of my desk. And I might come back to it later. That kind of told me all I needed to know. And then to me, like the last straw really was him winning the national championship. Because yeah. I like to, to your point, he was cold calling NFL teams a year ago to try to get to try to make that leap. He was like, Oh, you know, you want me for these reasons. To win the national championship was like the full circle of okay, now we can't ignore this guy anymore. Like it, it, it went from him having a cold call to now there's actually a market for this guy. Okay, he's proven that he can still do this thing. He's proven he can still win at this level. Let's bring him back to the NFL where he also proved that he can win. Um, and he accomplished the greatest thing you can in college football. So, yeah, let, let's do it. So I, I think it was kind of like a slow rolling progression of things. There's like little dominoes that were breadcrumbs that fell on the way. But it, it made total sense. And I'm not surprised that he he used what was kind of coming his way at Michigan to his advantage, and it works out where he goes back to the NFL. To your point, maybe the best job this cycle because of the fact that they have the quarterback situation figured out. Well, and there are two responses from Ohio State fans that I've seen that I either really like or really drive me crazy. The first one, and I want to get your take on it, was, oh, now I can like Harbaugh again. And I think that speaks to, like, yeah, there's the milk and steak thing. There, he's in his jammies at a recruit's <laughs> house. You know, there is like an, a weird part of Jim, but he's always kind of weirdly charming. And, you know, like I really like Jim as a head coach in San Francisco. I, I thought he was underrated. I thought what he did in San Francisco, I mean, taking over for a team that was perpetually a six-win team and taking him immediately to an NFC, NFC title game and, and salvaging the career of Alex Smith was incredible. So, like, I, there is a part of me that agrees with, even though the Browns and Chargers could face off in the playoffs next year and they do face off in the regular season, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I don't have to dislike him the way that I dislike him when that's the other head coach in the rivalry. I think that's probably fair. Um, I Like, I can't think really back to hating Jim Harbaugh when he was with the 49ers. Um, I actually thought that teams in, in the NFL were sort of were, – were 
wrong in a way. First of all, I thought the 49ers were kind of wrong in the way that they drove him out of there, but it did kind of sound like, and this just kind of feels like par for the course with Harbaugh, although he's leaving Michigan, it seems like on better terms with his players and things like that. But it always kind of seemed like up until that point, wherever he left, it was just kind of this, okay, he's run his course. It's time to move on. Players and, and staff can only tolerate Jim Harbaugh for so long, but he goes out as a national champion. So clearly something was still working and he then had all the power to kind of do what he wanted at Michigan if he had stayed. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought that the 49ers were stupid for running him out for those reasons um, because I thought he was a really good coach. I know we always like to talk about how with, with the Browns connection, there's there's apparently a trade in place to to acquire him at one point towards the end of his time in San Francisco. So I, I think we would have loved it if he came and played and coached the Cleveland Browns and they had success because of it. Like nobody would have been mad or hating Jim Harbaugh then. So I've really only hated him the last nine years because he coached for that team. Like that was the main reason. Um, so I, I think there's probably some truth to the idea that yeah, if he goes if he goes now that he's going back to the NFL um, not that you'll necessarily be raw, raw rooting for him, but you know, you're not going to be as bothered by the sight of him on the sidelines or his comments that he makes. And, and like, to me, to be honest, like Jim Harbaugh, he didn't even really start to bother me at Michigan all that much until the first, until he said the third base thing. That was the first time where it was like, okay, this is on now. It, it's going to be like that. Okay. And then it's kind of, slowly progressed from there and then this year was like the most ridiculous stuff where it was oh we should be america's team because you know we we got in trouble or we got caught doing something that you weren't supposed to do like yeah okay buddy but um, you know what though real quick i think it's so funny i saw bro bible write a story on it i saw because he made some comments to angelique i cannot remember her last name she's one of the big beat reporters up in ann arbor where he was talking about how you know, how innocent they were. And people still, every time he says they're innocent, people eat it up like absolute just goobers <laughs> as if on the way out, he's going to be like, by the way, Oz guilty. <laughs> Suck it NCAA. I honestly, like that's, I, that's not really how people do things. Okay. They don't admit guilt. Even if the, after they've left, I'm going to be honest though. If he did that, I would probably admire him even more. I'm being, I'm being because it would be, it would be such like a, you know what? You're right. We did cheat. And you know what? I got away with it. And now I'm going to run off to the NFL and avoid all punishment. I so wouldn't even he care. would nuke. He would nuke the Michigan program in the process. <laughs> but you would like him a little bit more because it would be yeah. funny. Is that what? It would I mean, be I, funny I, I, and it would be honest. It would be funny and it would be honest. And I'd be like, I'm all for it. I love it. I, I, so I, I, <laughs> this does leave us with the take that annoys me from Ohio State fans. And it's not across the board. Which is... Which is, oh, thank God he's gone. Oh, we have a chance again. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, see, guys. I thought, see, I actually think there's been a worse response. Like, I think that, I don't know if it was after they heard your rant on the subject or what, but after you ranted about Ohio State fans crying about the cheating scandal, I feel like that whole thing died down because we had to, we, we had to get to a point where we, uh, we had to just admit, like, listen, guys, they went and won the national championship after all this stuff was revealed and was out. You just got to tip your cap and say they were the better team. Okay. And all of a sudden, all those people were right back out of the woodwork. I saw all these people who had like these graphics made that were like nine years at Michigan. And it was like, loss, 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 vacated or forfeited, uh, vacated, vacated, suspended. It was like all these people were trying to rub in the fact that the, the wins are going to get vacated. And it was like, dude, we're still, we're still trying this. We're still going with the vacated wins thing. That That's where we're at. So I actually thought that was the more annoying 
uh, response from a lot of Ohio State fans rather uh, than hallelujah, he's gone. No, blind hubris is exactly what we should do. When when people <laughs> responded, oh, we have a chance again, it's like, you have no idea. Like, and, and then, listen, there are people who remember the days that I remember, which is Lloyd Carr kicking your ass up until Jim Tressel showed up in Columbus. So there are people who do remember. I'm not the only person, but there's a small segment of fans who don't remember what it was like for anything other than Ohio State beating that Michigan ass. And they've turned the last three years into a 20-year run by Michigan. And it's like, no. Listen, kudos to Michigan. You've won three straight years. And whereas last year or two years ago, you had the silver lining of how far you pushed Georgia in the first round of the playoffs. This year, I mean, they not only they don't not only beat you there um, at home with, by what six points, but then they went to the Big Ten title game. They got one of the four spots, and you stayed at home and lost to Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. But like, there is a part of me where like the it will it's not going to be the same when you beat Sharon Moore. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to be fun, but like, to me, this is another feather in the cap of Ryan day haters who they're going to be able to use that. If let's say you beat Michigan next year, they're going to move the goalpost of, okay, now did you win a national championship? And if you don't, and even if you do, they're going to say, well, okay, but you beat Michigan with Sharon Moore, not Jim Harbaugh. And I just, as a competitor, I wanted to beat Jim once uh, one more time before he's shown the door. I hate being the guy on the other side where the narrative is, hey, he finally figured out how to beat you. He did it the last three times, and they pieced out to the NFL with, yeah. a, with a national championship ring. There's a part of that that, as a fan, bugs the living crap out of me. That That's annoying. And I, I, and I'm, I listen, I'm, I'm with you. Like, it's it's the old, to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? Like, you, you want to be the coach that's or the team that that's able to get one over on Jim Harbaugh again or get back to winning against him and prove that it wasn't just, you know, it was just three years that they had a really good team and you can get back and get, and get back at them. I get that. I, I also think though, too, what is, what has made me sort of, I guess, find solace in the, the, in him moving on and not being able to beat him next year and it being now a Sharon Moore led team is the idea that this is exactly how it played out with, with Michigan. Right. Like it, it's it's a role reversal and we hate to be on the other side of that and be in this role. But by all accounts, like we spent the last couple of weeks talking about all the decisions that have kind of been made since Michigan won and the, the players that they brought in, the coaches that they brought in, all this different stuff. Like it's triggered this this new life into the rivalry and this new life into Ohio State. Like it's it's the it's the it's I don't want to call it a pass of the baton, per se, which, by the way, uh, there was a clip over the weekend Jim, they were over analyzing this. I saw somewhere. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was at like some pro life event speaking, and somebody interviewed him about like, oh, how are you getting ready for next season? And he used the phrase, yeah, you know, there's like a passing of the torch, and everyone was like, oh, so he's definitely leaving then. And and it was like over analyzed. I think what he meant more was like, I talked about this on the other the last episode, but I think it was more like a passing of the torch for the guys that are leaving the program. But it is kind of ironic that now he is leaving anyway. Um, it's just kind of like that natural progression of the rivalry though, where it's like, okay, you had Michigan's number for all these years with urban Meyer. They had no answers. They stuck with him. And then urban Meyer left and he finally figured it out. Now the same thing is being so, so to me, like, it's not something that you can throw back in my face. Like, Oh, well you didn't beat him when it was Jim Harbaugh, because we said the same thing about urban Meyer. And did it matter? Did, did anybody, was anybody caring that Jim Harbaugh didn't beat Urban Meyer for five straight years 
when they were hosting a national championship a couple weeks ago, nobody gave two shits. So it's the same sort of thing. If Ohio State goes to win the national championship next year, I'm not going to give a rip that we get to see there and say, like, well, let's put an asterisk on it because you didn't actually beat Jim Harbaugh. Like, bullshit. They, uh, they won the game. It's the same exact thing. Nobody cares how how you get there. It's just about getting there. Or they should, would, at least. I would like to point out that it's very funny that the Cold War from Ohio State side of thing, I mean, there is all this money that they pumped into getting guys who yeah. are draft eligible back. They put all this money into the portal. They made sure they spent uh, much of December recruiting and keeping Jeremiah Smith and, and Houston and all these guys locked in to Columbus instead of preparing for the Cotton Bowl. And then it's it's like if you're preparing for a Cold War with Russia, and then it's like, oh, by the way, your new opponent, your next opponent is Turkmenistan. Like we're <laughs> like you're you're about to walk in to Columbus next year against Michigan, losing like 40 guys from their roster. You know, they're replacing the quarterback. I know that they're bringing back the defense, but Jesse Minner's probably going to the NFL with Jim Harbaugh and you're going to w- roll in with an army and it's going to be like one guy with a BB gun saying, Hey, <laughs> Hey, don't you do it. I'm going to get you because I'm Michigan now. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. I, I specifically spent all this money to beat the ass of Russia. Well, I mean, if they still beat their ass, it'll still be whatever. I, I don't know. I, I get, I listen, I hundred percent understand what you're saying. And this is kind of it goes back to the conversation we had a couple episodes ago about does it lessen the win if it's not against Jim Harbaugh? There's there's some fans that feel that way and they will no matter what. But to me, it it just speaks to this kind of life cycle of the rivalry that we've now seen play out in real time, where Ur, where Urban had had Harbaugh's number, Harbaugh had Day's number, and now Day better better be able to prove that he's got Sharon Moore's number, and maybe whoever comes after that as a head coach if he does. Um, because otherwise he's going to be looking for a job himself next year. So I, like, I don't know. I, I think that we've gotten the rivalry to a place where it's healthy again. It's, it's competitive between both teams and I can't really ask for much more. I like, we, we kind of wanted this in some ways. I'm not saying we want to see Michigan win a championship, but we always said like, at some point they got to get back into this thing. And, and we had, we used to have conversations about, was well, it still a rivalry when we're kicking their ass every year? Ha ha ha. Now we can't do that anymore. So I, I don't know. I think it's just all kind of part of the life cycle of this thing. And again, I think the the pressure is still there for Ryan Day to prove it because he he knows if he does it next year and he does lose to Shiro Moore technically for a second time because he coached this year's team against them, then uh, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a different conversation for sure. All right, guys. We are going to pass the torch to Sharon Moore. We also have to pass the torch in the Big Ten, but – how do you feel now that Jim Harbaugh is no longer at Ohio State? Leave the comments in the uh, section on 92 Through the Fans YouTube channel or at Nick Wilson says at Spencito underscore on X. But first, a word from our sponsors. 